We'll find every cryptid that is Let's in the it. show Let's in order. It. All right. Okay. We'll start with A, which is... Finding a Salem? Yeah, we'll do that. Okay. Let's do that. Let's find Salem first. Hey guys, it's me, Piper East from Piper's Picks TV, here with Sam Sawyer, the creator of the now official show, Salem, that's coming out real soon, now that it actually just got funded. So are you excited that the Kickstarter was fully funded? Oh my god, I'm still just, we got the, I got the news while I was on an airplane, and it's just seeing the, congratulations, you're funded, it's just like, oh my god. It's, it's really cool, but it's also terrifying because now we've got a lot of work to do <laughs> so we happen to meet through our mutual friend who is associated with what my audience knows as the owca so can you tell me how you got involved with working with swampy oh man so it's it's crazy like we all just everyone met and just everyone knew everybody and it was just like it fell to it fell together like a puzzle and I met Swampy actually about a year ago today. Uh, a year ago today? Yeah, like through our executive producer on Salem, Randy Abrams. And we met Swampy, and I remember being so nervous meeting him for the first time because I was like, okay, this is, this is the Swampy Marsh. Like, I got to be professional. Do I call him Mr. Marsh? Do I call him Mr. Mr. Swamp? What do I do? But oh he's just he was just like, once I met him, I was like, oh. This is great. Yeah, he's really nice. <laughs> so wonderful. <laughs> so can you tell us, for the people that don't... Excuse me. <laughs> rude. Very rude. Yeah, I'm looking at you. Can you tell me the overall premise of the show for those of us who don't know yet? Yeah, sure. So I guess to start off at the very beginning, Salem actually stands for the Secret Archives of Legends, Enchantments, and Monsters. And our story follows a young cryptid named Salem. Now, Salem grew up their entire life being uh, living with the boogeyman and assuming they were a boogeyman as well. And when they find out that they were adopted, everything shifts and everything changes. And it suddenly becomes an adventure and an idea of, okay, I have to find out not only who I am, but also what I am, which obviously in itself, being a 13-year-old, you want to know who you are and you want to discover all those things that you don't know yet. Because I feel like at that age, you're starting to realize that your world is so much bigger than what you've originally thought. And so it's all about the, the adventure of finding out who you are, discovering your found family, and the lessons that you'll learn in life, and, and that journey that we all take in that discovery of who we are and like where we fit in in the world, which I'm sure we've, we've all been through. And it, it kind of sucks, but we get there. Yeah. <laughs> so for those of us who don't know, can you explain what a cryptid is? So a cryptid is the scientific term for any kind of animal that science can't explain. So Bigfoot, the Loch Ness Monster, the Yeti, pretty much any of those monsters of myth that we have seen and we've had sightings of, but we have no physical evidence like actual DNA of these creatures, they're cryptids. So if you're creating creatures that don't actually exist, how do you figure out what they're going to look like without actually accidentally making them look like some other creature altogether? So we've been working with a real cryptozoologist who is an anthropologist and a scientist. Pretty sure. Um, <laughs> pretty sure. <laughs> pretty sure. Didn't check credentials? <laughs> Oops. <laughs> you're really giving me the hard questions. Yeah. Not even yet. This isn't even the hard part yet. So we've been working with a real cryptozoologist on the project. And also there's been a lot of sightings through of these creatures. So, and some of them even with, with a couple of different photos. You know, like there's a couple, like I'm sure you've seen pictures of like the Mothman up in a tree or the Jersey Devil. They're all blurry, but you get a general idea. So right. 
we can take those silhouettes and those like rough descriptions and kind of just make them our own. So that's kind of the joy of the project is that we can take something that kind of exists. Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> Pot potentially, potentially, maybe. We should go find them. Uh, done. Yes. Like tomorrow. What are you tomorrow. doing? <laughs> Oh my god, that's awesome. We should. <laughs> do aliens count as cryptids? So they do actually. There's a whole section all about aliens. Um, one of the more well-known cryptids from West Virginia, the Flatwoods Monster, has actually been speculated to be an alien. So that's aliens definitely count. Who's your favorite cryptid that you've heard of? Oh man. No, not you. Um, I think one of my favorite cryptids is the Mothman. Just because the lore behind it is so, like, creepy, spooky. Can you explain it? Yeah. So, the Mothman is this creature that was spotted in, I believe, Point Pleasant, West Virginia. And it was it's known to be, like, a harbor, harbinger of doom. Right. Every time this creature is seen, uh, a giant, like, natural disaster happens. So, the first time it was spotted, a couple days later, it's when that giant bridge collapsed. Mm -hmm. And so... And people have said that they've experienced nausea and headaches and nightmares and, like, all this paranoia if they've spotted it in the woods. And it's just, it's so creepy. And I want to go find it. Yeah. <laughs> we should, let's go find it. Done. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> so I did want to ask you, I saw in some earlier videos that Salem was referred to as a she and later Salem is non-binary. So I want to ask you if that was a decision that was made later and why. So originally, like, I mean, I created this series back in middle school, so... I didn't really understand. I knew it was years ago, but I yeah. wouldn't have put together that you would have been in middle school. That's funny. I was. I was in middle school when I first drew Salem. And when we, when we were first developing the story and actually bringing it to like animation or animatics and stuff, mm -hmm. we didn't really know which direction we wanted to go in. And naturally, we just decided to go with she. But as the story progressed and as we started working on it, it felt almost like the character was telling us like, hey, no, that's not who I am. And, you know, as a storyteller and a creator, you kind of have to listen when your character speaks to you. Right. And so when, like, in my brain, Salem was like, hey, I'm kind of non-binary. I don't really go by this he or she kind of business that you're making up. I was like. Yeah, you're making up. Yeah. I was like, all right. You know, like, Salem isn't human, so they're a monster. They don't need a gender. Do you think some of the other cryptids have genders? Some of them, yes. And then some of them, no. Like, uh, you know, in your interview with Brock Powell, which I don't know will be before or after this one. I'm not sure. We'll find out later. Um, Bigfoots, you know, like, they might have a gender because they they can potentially, it's actually been uh, said that Bigfoots could indeed just be a missing link in, like, the human evolution, or they could just be an undiscovered primate. Mm -hmm. So it's very possible that there is, like, male and female Bigfoots that can reproduce and have children. Whereas, like, with the Mothman, maybe not so much. The Jersey Devil, kind of like those one-offs, they might not have it. You know, like, monsters don't really need gender. They're not, they're not people. They don't abide by social norms. Right. So I, it's kind of just whatever you want. <laughs> so what would middle school you say about this show now being fully funded and all of that? I, oh, man, middle school me was weird. So I really don't know what she would say. Right. Um, I think they would be really excited and kind of like, oh, well, of course that would happen. I'm crazy. Like, of course I'd do that. But also just like, wow, someone like a little 12, 13, I don't even know how old I was in middle school. <laughs> some itty bitty baby can actually make a story and create something. I yeah. mean, back then I was super impatient and it was like, oh man, like 
I'm 12 now. I haven't done anything. Like, <laughs> nothing's going to work. That's funny. Yeah, but so now it's like, no, Sam. Patience. You got this. <laughs> so I've seen that a lot of what Salem is about is finding your identity, figuring out who you are, and really being true to yourself. So how did you figure out your own identity? You have such a unique style and personality that I wanted to ask how, how you figured that out over time. Oh, man. Is this one of the hard questions? This wasn't even written. Oh, oh, oh okay. Well... <laughs> So honestly, like my own style and who I am as a person really developed just over, over time. And it's really been in the last couple years. Uh, when I first moved to Los Angeles, when I was 18 years old, all on my own, I was a completely different person. I was blonde, believe it or not. I was blonde too. I understand. You get it. <laughs> that's, that's why the hat's on because I'm hiding my roots. <laughs> but I just, I was a very different person and I was going in a different path and it kind of took getting out of my comfort zone to realize like, you know, art, I've got something going on with. I think I can do art for a living. I should try that. I should try that. Maybe. <laughs> like, and also comic book conventions helped me kind of discover who I was. Like traveling and seeing the world and kind of being open to not just my little bubble, but like this massive bubble that is the mm -hmm. world. Like getting to experience different cultures and experience different places and People actually really helped me be like, yeah, that's kind of, I like that and I like that and I can just become my own person. I think age has a lot to do with it too. Yeah, definitely. Know? Like, I'm sure you're not the same person you were when you were like 16. Or even when yeah. I was, yeah. <laughs> even <laughs> last, last year. <laughs> yeah, last week. Yep. Don't know who she is. But oh. I mean, all of them have seen those changes too throughout the years. Oh, that's so cute. So it's all documented. I can't hide from my past. I have no way of covering that up because it's all online. You know I show. Then you know I know what I'm talking about. Thankfully, I can. <laughs> no one has to know. Oh, no. <laughs> so what are some of your biggest animation influences? Oh, man. So I grew up with that generation of cartoons where they were really dark. Um, <laughs> where they were really dark? I mean, like, Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, Invader Oh, yeah, Zim. okay, I know what you mean. Like, Curry You're, like, barely right before me with that stuff. Yep, that, like, early 2000s, I think it yeah, was. Yeah, like, that stuff was all still on when I was younger, but it was just, like, a little bit... It was kind of getting that tail end, you know? Yeah. I was, like, right there in the middle of it where it's, like, coming up next is a... Brand new Billy and, Billy and Mandy I special. I forgot about that. That show was so dark. It was so dark. I can't dark. believe that was a kid's show. And like, oh man, there was another one that was super dark too. They were all really dark back then. The Imaginary Friends. Fosters? Yeah. I loved that one. Rewatching that, oh, I realized just how Kids mean Kids Next they were. Door was really dark. Jam. That was my jam. I was number 13. I was really edgy. So, so I did want to ask you about the pentagram and about how you feel about pagan type stuff and Wicca and all that and where you fit in with all that because I saw you have a lot of cool stuff. So can you tell me about it? So... I do identify very much as a witch, not so much Wiccan, but just a very, excuse you. <laughs> I was in the middle of something really deep. He's agreeing that you're a witch. He's agreeing. He, he's my familiar. The, the cat. <laughs> he's my familiar. The he cat is. doesn't count. Well, yeah. You have a black cat and the black cat doesn't get to be the familiar. <laughs> no, he's the roommate's familiar. Uh, he's my little knockoff familiar. Okay. <laughs> so I, de I definitely, I do identify as a witch. Um, I just, I love the self-empowerment and the love of the earth and nature that comes along with it. Mm -hmm. And also the freedom because you can just be whoever you want to be and yes. you're not confined to having to fit into a particular mold, which Definitely. is what I really like. 
which I mean really comes through in your show creation too, I think. And I think that really helped you to come out with something like that that was just so different. Oh yeah. You know, you want to tell everyone wants to strive to tell a story that hasn't been told before. And obviously like that's very hard to do nowadays. Like even stories from way, way forever ago, they are almost just reimaginings of either biblical stories or something that happened to their neighbor. You know, like everything kind of stems from something. So you have to take that. How do you take a story that's been told a thousand times and make it so that no one has ever heard of it before. Right. So it's kind of that. So what episode are you most looking forward to doing of Salem? Oh my gosh. I mean, all of them, obviously. But I really, I'm excited to get into some of the later episodes that actually hit on some of the serious topics, like the actual plot. And of course, telling people what Salem is, which we of course already know, but no one gets to find out yet, which is really exciting. Uh, we're going to have a couple of episodes. There's a cute little episode I want to do, which is, isn't even story related, but it's just cute. And it's the episode where Salem or where Oliver and Petra are dyeing their hair and Salem gets the great idea that they would like to do that. That sounds that's funny. not going to end well at all. <laughs> that's like, funny. There's just, there's so many little slice of life moments that I can't wait to include in the story, which like, And you it's know. interesting because it's so relatable, even though it's so different. And exactly. I think that's what's magical about it is it fits that way, you exactly. know? Exactly. Yeah. You know, I want to have those moments where it's like, oh man, I remember dyeing my hair in my mom's bathroom. Yep. yep. That didn't end well. The first time I dyed my hair blonde, it turned bright yellow. Oof. I yeah. tried to go blue once out of the box. No, what happened? That was an emergency trip to the hairstylist the next also, day. Also, because you're blonde, so your natural color is more warm toned than the. Yup. And I was oh, red at no. the time. You went from red, did it turn purple? We went from red to blonde to then to blue, and it turned green. That was a bad day. Very, very Wicked Witch of the West type vibe. Which I've played three times in different shows, (laughs) but I'm not going back to that. So the name of the show is Salem. So is Salem connected to witchcraft or anything like that? So it's definitely connected to everything to do with magic and myth and unknown. Right. But mostly it was just my brain decided like, hey, name of the character, acronym, boom. Honestly, I made up the name so long ago that... It's almost hard to remember how I even did it. Have you ever been to Salem, Massachusetts? Not yet, but I am going next year for Halloween. I am determined to go. Yeah, (laughs) I definitely want to go. I have to write an essay on it, actually. Well, then let's go. Yeah. (laughs) Salem really seems like the end or towards a further point in the evolution of animation as we've been getting darker and creepier and weirder and still keeping it sweet, like shows like Adventure Time. I do the Ice King on Adventure Time. And all that that have come out and progressively become more and more towards this. Mm -hmm. So do you think Salem is revolutionary in that way that's taking one more step into animation? I would like to, I would like to think so, you know, like there are so many stories that we need to tell and we're entering this new age of animation that kind of, that actually lends us to be able to tell those stories. Cause we entered that time period where there was not a lot of really remember, like worth remembering animation. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, but you know, now we're entering this new age where storytelling is becoming more and more Desire and animation was not always about telling a story. That's true. It was just for entertainment, like a one half hour type exact story. Nothing super exciting. Nothing connecting. Mm -hmm. That's what it was a lot of the time. Yeah. And now we're people want to see those connecting stories. People want to see it. Exactly. So it's like let's do it. Like let's tell a story. We're not just here to entertain. We're here to tell a story. Yes. 
That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so we are not ghost busting yet, but we are currently in Sam's apartment, and I wanted her to show me around and look at some of this stuff because she has amazing stuff in here, and the decoration is crazy. Yeah. So show me some of the key notes. Well, so as you can see here, this is the bookshelf, and we have it pretty much organized, anything from cookbooks to comics, a bunch of stuff on witchcraft, numerology, some classics up there, like some Edgar Allan Poe and Shakespeare. Oh, this is my entire... Uh, cryptid section. So there's everything on cryptids there. Got the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit C classics, you know. Some Salem prototypes that are hanging out. <laughs> some alligator heads. I have a bunch of my butterflies and a lizard, a seahorse, a parrot, a rat skeleton, a beaver skull. There's a cute little duck hiding up there somewhere. There's skulls and butterflies and moths and there's a bat up there in that red thing. That's pretty cool. Anything occult or creepy odd. That's kind of what I go for. That's awesome. I love that new word. <laughs> right? Oh, and then we call this the goth wall, which is also my desk, but... Do you consider yourself goth or no? No. I, I, I don't... I mean, I guess... I would say alternative, there I think. There we go. But yeah, I'm always curious because different people define it different ways. Exactly. But I see how this is an amazing oh, goth wall. That's uncomfortable. <laughs> that's better. Yeah. <laughs> so how many people come in here and they're like, please stop flashing the lights? Probably a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so did you do any of these art pieces? I did the two in the corner. Yay. Actually, a lot of these are just from friends. This I, are I really like cool. to represent pieces from friends and family and stuff. And so I try to either purchase art or get art from other artists because that's we gotta cool. stick together. Yeah, that's yeah. really awesome. Well, thank you so much. I have had an amazing time with you. I <laughs> appreciate you. you showing me around and doing the tarot cards. Of course. And we will do something else soon. Yes, the spooky Piper the sp and Sam spook show spectacular. Finding ghosts. Finding Bigfoot. All of them. Finding things. Bigfoot. And we'll find them all. We'll find every cryptid that is Let's in the it. show Let's in order. It. All right. Okay. We'll start with A, which is... Finding a Salem? Yeah, we'll do that. Okay. Let's do that. <laughs> Let's find Salem first. Subscribe. It's like totally fetch. Oh, yeah. <laughs>